Welcome to the Globe Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you for joining. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope that your week is off to a great start. It's Tuesday, which means what? What? A new episode of the podcast for you. So today we are talking overcoming your fear, your worries, regret, any of those monsters in your life that are holding you back from embracing your passion, purpose, and power. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking here on the upfront because I am so excited and ready to have this conversation with my guest today, who is L.Y. Marlowe. She is an author, influencer, and an empowerment advocate. And we are going to talk about how to battle those monsters in your life so that you can come out on the other side and embrace your passion, purpose, and power. So stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Get ready for Uvolution 2021. Uvolution is a one-day virtual summit for the woman professional or entrepreneur who is continuing to evolve into the best version of herself. Join us on Thursday, October 28th at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a day of inspiring speakers, education, and networking. And guess what? The best thing is it's only $35 for you to join us. That's right, $35 for you to take home digital content, promos, and inner for giveaways. So head over to glowupgirl.com backslash you dash solution to register. That's glowupgirl.com backslash you dash solution and register now. We can't wait for you to glow up with us at Uvolution. I'm Kyra. Thank you everyone for joining. All right, it's come that time. We're about to talk about overcoming the monsters in our lives. And I'm so excited to welcome you, L.Y., to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am so excited to be here because when we when we get into it, Kyra, and we start talking about monsters, for these next few minutes or however long you'll be tuning in, we're going to be keeping it real about it. We yes. all got monsters, right? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, yes. Everything, yes, yes, yes. And the ones that, you know, we're going to be walking through, like everybody deals with it. So this is just a time, everyone, to like be, listen, take it in, evaluate. That That's, that's how I plan to approach this conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll even be I'll be the guinea pig and, <laughs> yeah, and we, might, we might go deep with you with tomorrow Wait, I want to I want to get I want to get behind that closed closet door that darkness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what is your monster right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. here's the thing Tyra when we give each other permission to be real to be honest to be unapologetic about what is really happening in our lives, that we are not perfect, 
God didn't make us perfect mm-hmm. to begin with. Right. And more importantly, that what is real is honest and true and vulnerable. And it is okay mm-hmm. to just 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 live it and and learn from it. I I say in my third book, which is don't look at the monster, and I'll tell you how that whole monster concept became to be for me. Um, the subtitle of my book is um, One Woman's Journey to Live a Purposeful Life, The Gifts, the Lessons, or the Blessings. So mm. everything is a gift, a lesson, or a blessing, yes. even our monsters. Yes, I agree with you. All right, so you giving me chill bumps over here. So let's start out. Why don't you tell the audience about you and what you do? Okay, yes. Who so who is L Y? That weird like initial name <laughs> that I adopted, right? Um, so I was a executive in corporate America. I had come from growing up, I grew up in the projects in poverty in a family of five generations of domestic violence. I was a victim of domestic violence. I was a teen mom. I had my daughter at 17. And um, it would come to be learned that that would be the only child I would ever have. And I was in this very abusive relationship with my first boyfriend. And as that child grew inside of me, my will to survive grew because it was going to be my only child. And he was beating me all the time. And I was afraid that he was going to not only kill me, but potentially my child. And this was after also coming from a legacy of my grandmother, my mother, and now here I was. And so I would go on to get out of that relationship. Actually, it was because he would go to prison. Thank God that saved my life. And I would go to school for 16 years at night. And this was before online education mm-hmm. was a thing. 16 years at night to earn three degrees. And uh, those 16 years were, were in, emboldened me. Mm-hmm. But I was not only going to shatter the glass ceiling, I was going to create my own ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go on and become an executive in corporate America. And I was working 80 hours a week, like some of us do when we're trying to We're trying to show up and be what society tells us to be, Mm -hmm. to live that American dream. You work, I was living in a, you know, half a million dollar home, driving a Lexus, had a, you know, money in the bank, doing all those things, but I was not fulfilled because I was working around the clock. And I remember I went to my doctor, his name was Dr. Lee, a Chinese doctor, and I wasn't feeling well, but when I had gone to him, I also discovered a lump in my breast. And I went to him and I said, Dr. Lee, I'm not feeling well. And oh, by the way, I think I have a lump. And Dr. Lee sent me off to get a barrier test. And about um, 10 days later, I came back. And he said something to me, Kyra, that ultimately changed the course of my life. He said, you do have a lump, but it's not the lump that's killing you right now. It's all these other ailments which were triggered from chronic stress of trying to live that American dream and that drive that Lexus and do all that, that was costing me so much time and energy Mm -hmm. and my health and wellness. And he said to me, change your life or change your life expectancy. And Mm -hmm. I came home that weekend, that was a Friday. And I got real still, I got real still to really 
connect into what was I passionate about? And this was before passion and purpose became a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking in the 90s. And I thought about it and I said, you know what I'm passionate about? I want to write. I've always been writing since I was a little girl. I used to write poetry. And so I am going to write. And so I stepped down from that big job in corporate America and I was working part time and I started writing my first book. And somebody said, write what you know. And what do we know? We know our stories. Mm -hmm. So I started writing my story about the four generations of women in my family that suffered and survived over 60 plus years of domestic violence. My grandmother, my mother, myself, and my daughter. And then years later, my daughter would become involved in this very abusive relationship. Now she has a little girl named Promise and this person tried to kill her for the second time while Promise lay on the bed beside her, six months old. Mm -hmm. And I would eventually walk away from now corporate America and launch a national organization called Saving Promise. And Saving Promise would become my way of giving back and trying to literally save promise. But in that journey of trying to save promise and build this organization, I had another change your life or change your life expectancy moment. And I was on my way from New York City one night back to DC where I live. And I was back at that place again where I'm now a different purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not working for somebody else. I'm working for myself now. And I'm trying to do something to change something, this legacy in my family. But now that was killing me. Mm -hmm. And I had another moment. And I remember reaching down in my purse and grabbing my cell phone because my mother had just passed. I was going through a divorce. I was emotionally, physically, financially, and spiritually bankrupt. And the last words my mother said to me, and my mother was an old-fashioned Southern mother. It was that kind of mama who, they don't tell you they love you, they show you they love you, right? Mm -hmm. They show you by having a roof over your head and all that. Mm -hmm. So her last words to me was that she loved me and whatever I do, never give up on saving promise. But I was ready to give up because Mm -hmm. I was dealing with so many challenges. And so I called my daughter because I wanted to, live up to what my mother's expectations, her last words to me before she passed. Don't give up on saving promise. And I called my daughter and my daughter got used to me it being in this space of, of pain and agony and, and grief. And so she answered the phone. As soon as she heard me, she knew I was having one of those breakdown moments. And she said, mom, hold on. And she put promise on the phone. Now here was promise, three years old. <laughs> promise gets on the phone and she says to me, She calls me Bumblebee and she says, are you crying? And I said, yes, baby, I'm crying. And she says something to me that me and my daughter used to tell her when she discovered she was afraid of the dark, she called the monsters. So we would tell her, just close your eyes real tight and just don't look at the monsters. Now here I was needing her comfort. And she said, but Bumblebee, just don't look at the monsters. And that would become the title of my third book and monsters are fear, worry, doubt, regret. And when I wrote that book, I brought the monsters to life. So I didn't say I have fear or I have worry, but Mm -hmm. fear was a character. Worry was a character. Doubt was a character, just Mm -hmm. as they become characters in our lives. (laughs) That was, uh, that was, um, man, that's a story. Mm. Um, Yeah. And you're definitely, that's why you're such an, inspiration. I mean, you have 
gone, you've, you've, you've lived almost like so many lives and you've gone through so much and come out on the other end, the other side of it, uh, such a strong woman and still, you know, helping other people. Like you've, you, you still just, but that's like who you are. And I, and that, that's, that's, I admire that. I'm so like, oh, and then to, to your grandbaby to say that, to, to give you that message back was just, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> just don't look at the monsters, a three-year-old, a wow. three-year-old, right? <laughs> yes. And so what I want to say in our conversation today is don't look at the monster, meaning acknowledge it, recognize it for what it's worth, but don't wallow in it. That's what yep. that three-year-old was saying to me. Stop mm -hmm. wallowing and stop looking up under that bed like when me and my daughter used to say to her, <laughs> yeah. you know, just don't look at the monsters, right? Because mm -hmm. she said, uh, monsters, they're under my bed. Well, don't go under there and look at them, right? <laughs> exactly. Don't wallow. Fear is, is, is a prominent monster in our lives. Worry, mm -hmm. doubt, regret, grief, shame, right? Mm -hmm. What is your biggest monster today? I'd probably say it's sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's regret. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's doubt. Mm -hmm. I would probably say like those two are, are probably like the ones as I get as I get older. Mm hmm. Because as, you know, obviously as we get older and, you know, you are like, wait, did I do, did I make all the right decisions? Did I do all the right, you know, the right things? Should mm -hmm. I have done this? So it's like regret, you know, that always sort of creeps in to say, well, maybe if you had taken this route, then you'd be here today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then you have to just say like, no, no, like the, the, the path that, you know, I have to remind myself that, you know, where I am is where God intends for me to be. Yeah, like absolutely. this is <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be right now. But I would be lying if I didn't say that it didn't creep in. Like it does, you know, it does. Um, there are moments that it comes in, you know, like I will probably say, like for personally, like my husband, and I, we don't we don't have children. And it just was not, I mean, it was just one of those things where like, I didn't grow up in that sense of like, oh yeah, I got to get married by this age. You got to have kids, you know, like I was just sort of like, I'm just going to live life and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I think up until probably when I, before, um, probably before I turned 40, mm -hmm. I had, I found out that I had like fibroids. Mm -hmm. And I had like <laughs> when I had to have a myomectomy and when they like finished, I had like actually like 19 of them. And oh. then it was like I was six. My uterus was like I was six months pregnant with five. So, yes. <laughs> and oh so I remember the doctor telling me um, when she was looking at the ultrasound, she's and this wasn't my regular doctor. So the bedside manner of this doctor was not great. And I was just like, who, who says this to someone? She's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. She's like, I mean, yeah, you she's like, girl, you like have so many. She's like, if you were pregnant, you probably like you probably had a miscarriage and didn't know it. And I was just like, who says oh, that to somebody? Yeah, that was so incompassionate and unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> right. It was was that was that a moment for you, despite her ignorance, was that a moment for you that was transformative in um, acknowledging 
that this these I'm familiar with fibroid um, tumors. They call them tumors because they can become, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it depends on the type that you have. They can become cancerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but was that a moment of transformation or transgression for you? You know, I I think in that in that moment I was annoyed, you know, that she said it. And then when I got when I walked away and got like home later that day and had time to think about it. It did, you know, for me, there was a moment where I was just like, oh my God, like, what if I, you know, had been pregnant and didn't know it? And then a child didn't, a child didn't survive. So it made me a little sad to think about. But then, you know, once I, like you said, I am one of those people like, yeah, I let it have its moment and I acknowledge that it's there. But then, you know, I said, you know what? But at the end of the day, like, I know the God I serve. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if, if I was supposed to have that baby Mm -hmm. and a baby was supposed to come out of this, like it, the baby would be here. So, you know, if it is intended, if it is God's grace and God's will, right. And that's why I said, everything is a gift, a lesson or a blessing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, there's this book um, that I read years ago that um, you may have heard of. It's called The Alchemist. And it's mm-hmm. about this little boy, I mean, I think his name is Santiago, and he goes on this journey to find his treasure. The whole notion of the book is that God in the universe will conspire to make life happen and get you on the journey, on the path that you need to be on. Mm-hmm. So God would even use our monster, right? You know, mm-hmm. maybe in that moment, your monster might have been, you know, um, um, pain or regret or, or whatever it could have been. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that God uses hardship to teach us a lesson or give us a blessing or make it serve as a gift, but it could be something to navigate us to where we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This is not where you are supposed to be. And so yeah. what I love to tell women is girl, don't look at your monster, but acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? Is this a gift? And sometimes a gift isn't always bow right? <laughs> right? A gift is not always bow If you are in a relationship and that person is trying to walk out of your life, let him or her go, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, if it's toxic. So it's, and you might be like, I know I've been in relationships in the past where I'm like grabbing a person by their le- ankles. Don't leave. Oh, please. Oh, we can make it work. Right. Mm-hmm. In that moment, you don't acknowledge it because the pain and the suffering mm-hmm. and all those things are there. Right. Right. But in hindsight, in hindsight, it's like, thank God. That was a gift that that person walked out of my life. That was a gift that that job laid me off because right now I can finally launch that business. Mm -hmm. I can finally pursue that book I wanted to write. I can finally live that dream that I've always, right? Yeah, I got to figure out how to pay the mortgage or the rent. I got to figure out how to feed my children and myself. Those, you're going to have to figure that out regardless if that job mm-hmm. laid you off. Because no, you said something before we started recording, Kyra. You said no day is promised. Mm-hmm. And I think if COVID has taught us anything, 
if COVID has taught us anything, and I like to believe, now I'm a, I'm a person of faith, right? Mm-hmm. I like to believe that's God's wrath. That was God's wrath that mm-hmm. showed us that any moment I can stop the world. Yes. Right? I yes. can stop the world. Because it didn't just happen in the state. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen in York. It didn't happen in just Asia. It didn't just happen in in uh, Australia. And I'm talking about the continents. The one thing I learned in, in, in middle school is the seven continents. <laughs> <laughs> I can name enough the other three, right? It happened in the world. Yes. The world was accosted by COVID, right? Yes. Yep. So if, if, if you are in a place in your life where you are dealing with whatever your monster is and you don't take this time to say, wait a minute, what am I supposed to be doing in my life right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, am I su- what am I supposed to change? What is the lesson I'm supposed to be learning? What is the gift, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in a, in a, in a toxic relationship or marriage that you've been going on for 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in a job that you can't even stand to get up and -hmm. look at your screen anymore. Even, (laughs) even, first of all, you couldn't stand to get in the car and go commute. (laughs) Right. And now you're like, oh, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta look at the screen again today at these folks, right? Maybe you are living, you're tired of just waking up doing the same thing with the Mm -hmm. same, you know, attitude. Maybe you need to change your perspective, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Yes. If COVID hasn't taught us that no day is promised and that you finally need to make a decision to shift, right? Mm-hmm. It don't even have to be a, a life transforming change. No, make no. A yes, shift. it's just, yes. Oh my God, yes to all those things because I... Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I talked about this for like a whole year for everybody who will listen to me. I'm like, oh my God. First of all, I will say even back as early as December of 2019, mm-hmm. I started to notice, I mean, we like, I live in Atlanta mm-hmm. and we were getting so much rain like in December. And it was just, I was like, gosh, like, it just doesn't rain like this all the time. Like, not in December. I mean, my goodness. And I remember telling one of my coworkers, I was like, it's God's tears. Like, I mean, he tired us. <laughs> I was like, yes. he is tired. Like, he is tired. Over here crying because I said, because the world is trash. I was like, people are trash. Like everybody right now is trash and needs to have like a moment to like step back and like look at yourself. Like that's just that's what I said. Absolutely. And then the next and, thing and look how God made us look at ourselves. Right? right? Yeah. Remember, we're all in masks. All you can see is eyes right now. Mm-hmm. Right? That, well, we're in the recovery now. Now people yeah. taking off the mask and all this, but before, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You had to in you had to envision a smile, right? Mm-hmm. He made us go deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like you can't look at other people and blame them for your problems. Exactly. Yes. And on, on all levels, I mean, you had the people because I mean, like, I have a, a corporate job in my other life. 
And I just remember there were people like at the height of the outbreak when people were like the numbers were sky people. I mean, when can we come back to the office and da 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 da? I'm like, do you hate your family that much? Like, I mean, you can't stand being with yourself. Like, for me, it was this has been like the best. I mean, it has definitely been. I t- you know, of course, I I hate all the life that has been taken mm-hmm. due to COVID. But at the same time, it gave me my life back because I was working all around the clocks in the office from seven o'clock till seven and eight o'clock at night. And then I would come home and see my husband and my dog and just cook, eat. And then, you know, and then I was just back in the same cycle. That cycle. Absolutely. And, And so I'm like, oh, my God, like to be able to like be home to spend time with them, to not feel the pressures of the world, to have to go out and do stuff and be places. And like, oh yeah, I got to All these things that you were doing, but for me personally, like I remember somebody saying like, um, I'm like, yeah, like I haven't seen a hairdresser in a year in like, you know, in seven months. I haven't seen, I've been personally over here trying to do my own eyebrows. (laughs) My nail, like I used to, I mean, my nails, like they have, I've been between like the press-ons nails and all that. I'm doing my own pedicures. And I just, you know, I said like, it's just one of those things where it's like a reflection point to like what. When you do your inner reflection. Yes. Like what matters still and know that I am God. God still does to face your monsters. Mm-hmm. To face those things that you're 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 struggling with, yeah. To give you that quiet time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To force yeah. you to spend time with your family, yes, and and yourself. But people, yourself, there, yeah. There were still so many people that just couldn't do that. Like you know, it was when it was sort of hard. You know, people don't understand it, but you know, for me personally, I heard from God and my prayers that I just had to sacrifice. So this was going to be the sacrifice for me is that I wasn't going to see my family. I mean, I didn't see my family that entire, any time in 2020 Mm -hmm. and 2021 was the first time I saw like my dad and then my sister. And like, I'm going to see my mom for the first time, like later on in, Ju- in July. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, well, oh, I mean, if you guys aren't going anywhere, I mean, you could, you could go see her. And I said, but you know what? But God has spoke, like, you want, I don't expect you to understand it because he didn't tell you, mm-hmm. but he told me <laughs> and mm-hmm. he told my mom and we talked about that. And, you know, and I said, like, it won't last forever. I remember like thinking this one thing, I'm like, my God, like anybody who's a believer, I'm like, God gave up his son. Like he let Jesus sacrifice his life for us. And all he did was ask us to do, stay in the house for two weeks in the beginning, just two weeks, two weeks, just stay home, stay home. Like don't, don't go work at your house. Like don't go out. But people just, but we couldn't do, couldn't do that because, oh my God, I'm missing out. I need to go out and eat with my friends. 
the movies i miss everything life I, we're being held captive and i was yeah. like i don't think you know what being held captive really is like no. when you're sitting here with an air conditioner and cable and internet and you get to just like free will it around your house so it was it was a very it was a really hard time because i was angry a lot because i was just angry at people for not being able to see the gift that had been given to us. Absolutely. An opportunity and a gift. I love the way you just, it is, it was a gift and I'm just notwithstanding the tragedies mm-hmm. of the lives that were lost, the families that were broken apart. You know, for example, what my, my organization outside of my work as empowering women, saving promise, domestic violence is, is, you know, is, mm-hmm. it has, has, exasperated right because people now are cohabitating and triggering and is triggering other kinds of behaviors right 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 notwithstanding those things that we know to be true and tragic that's not what we're saying here right when i say that is the gift what we are saying is that the gift is an opportunity when god says be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Be still. And being still meant taking that time to reflect, taking that time to practice gratitude, mm-hmm. taking that time to say, you know what? Instead of trying to be out with my friends and this and that, and that let me be with myself. Mm-hmm. Let me do some inner work. Let me confront my monsters. Let me clean up all this toxic craziness in my life. Mm-hmm. Let me come up with a plan. Let me pursue that dream I have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you come out on the other side of this and you in the same place doing the same thing with the same folk, with the same ideas, with the same, if you are same, then shame on you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like you are just reading my mind and saying like you have, I've said, like I said, I was like, you don't want to come out on the other side of this and not still be the, other side. the same person that you were, because the there's same. no way there's, there's literally no way we could go through what we went through last year and just jump back into and like, just pick out where we left off. Yep. Nope. It's, we left off. it's very it's very it's very hard um you know like you said for like for me personally I mean like I'm just like I was able to start glow up girl I was able to start this podcast I was able to connect to people that I probably I would not have met because if I was sitting in an office all day long I would not have had the opportunities but on the other side of that now for me there are just certain things now I know I'm like you know what mm-hmm. I can't do my job absolutely from my home and absolutely. be effective and productive so guess what I'm not going to come back into your office five days a week yeah I'm not actually I'm not <laughs> and it's funny because it's sort of like the running joke on our team my boss is like well we know Kyra's not coming back I was like as long as y'all know like that's <laughs> As long as long as we good and we have this understanding, I'm cool with that. And y'all can joke all you want. I said, but no, I just know that there are certain things that I will not stand for right now. I'm not going to stand for, you know, jumping through your hoop and doing this, especially if I don't feel safe in a certain situation. Like I'm no, that's mm -mm, that's not. You know what, Kyra? That was your shit. 
Mm-hmm. When I talk about this is an opportunity to shift, right? Mm-hmm. And a shift doesn't have to be massive, right? Right. You had the courage to confront your monsters and to make a decision, right? To mm-hmm. shift. Shifts can be small. Like some people may, they they can't leave that job, right? They got bills to pay. We all got mm-hmm. bills to pay. Mm-hmm. Life, mm-hmm. life. The thing that will be the same when you turn, when you go, when, when COVID is beyond us, is that right. that mortgage is going to be there. It might have been put on hold for a little while. <laughs> but it's still uh, there. It's still there. Now, instead of owing 30 years on your mortgage, you owe 35 years, right? So, <laughs> so it's still going to, those things are the same. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to change, right? Right. But what can change or what could have changed that shift is that when COVID is beyond us, I now have moved into where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about the 35-year-old mortgage because I created a way mm-hmm. for me to be able to take care of that and some. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And it's not always about there, 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 there are different areas of our lives. I call it my four P's. Okay. Right. One of them is, I say, in, in anything you want to build, whether or not it's a business, whether or not it's yourself, mm-hmm. ne- whether or not is 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 you want to build a house, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. The four Ps are, the first one is personal. You need to get your personal self in order. And what I mean by personal, that's your emotional, mm-hmm. your physical. You got to start taking self-care, your spiritual. Mm-hmm. right? Your yeah. emotional, physical, spiritual. If you were unhealthy before COVID in terms of not doing what you need to do to, to, to make sure you take care of self-care, your health or whatever, you had an opportunity now, even if you had an excuse before, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You now, now you could have been in, you know, in, in your home mm-hmm. and got online and there, there are apps out there where you can do something in seven minutes a day, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So personal. The next one is your professional, mm-hmm. meaning what, what skill do I need to develop? If you want to launch a business, what professional development do I need? If I want to write a book, there are all kinds of, you know, YouTube videos and mm-hmm. Skillshare. You can pay $10 to learn any skill you want at mm-hmm. Skillshare. So what professional, if you want to be a public speaker, if you want to be a, an empowerment speaker or you want to launch a platform like Glow Up Girl, right? You probably didn't know how to do it. There's so much out there, no excuse not to do it. There are all kinds of webinars. I do webinars. Mm-hmm. I did a webinar last week called How to Launch Your Online Business and Create Financial Freedom. And in that, I shared 30 of the top online businesses that are in demand right now. And they don't have to be anything that you have to have a skill set in, right? Mm-hmm. It could be something you know how to already do. Mm-hmm. So professional. The third is plan. Mm-hmm. So what is your plan? So you got your personal, you got your professional. What is your plan? Right. How are you going to execute your vision? Mm-hmm. How are you going to build that home? What are the things you need to build that home? What are the bricks and the mortar and the stones you need to buy? Mm-hmm. If it's that business. What are the small steps I need to take? I say, 
Everybody should commit 15 minutes. It takes only 15 minutes a day to invest in your vision, whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. If it's you want to write a book, start a business, launch a podcast, whatever it is. Take 15 minutes a day and say, let me learn about what what are the platforms I need to be able to launch my podcast, Mm -hmm. right? How do I get guests? 15 minutes a day. So what is your plan? And finally, the four P, and I don't know why people act like it's taboo to talk about it, but it's the money, (laughs) right? The profit, Mm -hmm. you know, and profit can come in by way of, let's say you're a pastor, a a, a church is is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. How are you going to raise the money to build that church? Right. So profit don't always mean, well, how am I going to get the next money I need to buy the Gucci bag? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. How am I going to continue to work this job and do this 15 minutes a day Mm -hmm. and pay for this class I got to take? Exactly. So profit means how am I going to have the financial resources? How am I going to become financially free so I can let that job go? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the four P's, personal development, professional development, having a plan and the profit. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where your mind needs to be. And it don't always have to be around a business or writing a book or starting a podcast. It could be about self. Yes. Self-development. Yes. Yes. That's the yeah. profit for self is how do I get to ultimate, ultimate health, mm-hmm. right? How do I get the money to buy that treadmill? Mm-hmm. How do I get the money to join that gym? How do I get the money to go to that, to, 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 to participate in that yoga class that costs $30 a week? Right. Or buy that bike that I want to, I want to run my next marathon. Mm-hmm. And when you wrap all that up, what are the things I need to do to create that shift? Like confront my monsters, like fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what is fear telling you you can't do? What is doubt keeping you from doing what you need to do? Mm-hmm. What are you worried about? Worry, shut up. (laughs) Yes. And yes, you're right. Because I mean, even as you were talking through that, you could fear. Well, I mean, you can't buy that um, Peloton bike or you can't do, you don't have enough money to go to that yoga class. And then, and then the doubt, the doubt, well, come on, you're not going to do it. It's not like you're going to do it all the time. Seriously. Are you going to really take the So you want to take the money that you need to pay your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And buy a, a Peloton? That is selfish, girl. <laughs> but I well, get up in your head. And I feel like, you know, they probably were running r- rampant during last year. You know, all these, all these monsters, you know, the fear. I mean, the, the doubt, you know, especially for anybody, you know, when I was starting Glow Up Girl, oh my God, when I was starting the podcast, I heard I mean, my whole business was sort of founded on God telling me, me here and Holy Spirit say, glow up. Mm-hmm. And me looking around going, what? Me? Mm-hmm. And when the podcast was going to start, when I started the podcast, I never had a plan to start a podcast, like ever. And I heard the words, nope, start a podcast, Kyra. And it was very clear to me. But I let the monster of doubt say, she was like, girl, I don't nobody want to hear from you. What you guys talk about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and now that I, I, you invited me on your podcast, it was like, 
oh, we're busy. We're, we're booked all the way out. Can, can you can you do it on this day? This is the only day I can you can do it because this is the only time we have. Because it's in demand. And I said, you know, and I said that, but I, and I let it, I let it, I acknowledge it, acknowledge it, and I let it have its place. And I, but I wasn't going to let it have a residence. And I said, you know what? Hmm. Must be, I must really need to do this because you wouldn't be working so hard to make me feel like I shouldn't do it. Yeah. So just, you know, I stopped, I got my plan together and then I just went into action because I feel like if he leads me to it, I just need to do it. Yeah. You need to do it. You need to do it. That is the, that is the, the message for the day. Yes. Now, when we think about the monsters, which, which ones often show up for, for women, would you say? The three most common ones, fear, worry, and doubt. Mm. And the interesting thing is they all conspire. Mm. First fear triggers worry. Right. Because you start yes. to worry about, am I going to fail? Can I do this? Who wants to hear from me? Right. Who do I have to say? Right. Right. Then you start losing sleep like, you know, oh, my goodness. I, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or whatever. And then doubt is on the other end saying, no, nope, you shouldn't do it. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear from you, girl. Yeah. Yes. Girl, what you got to say? Oh. Oh, sister don't even like to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because and then all those other things trigger are triggered mm-hmm. after that. Regret because then you mm-hmm. don't do it, you start to regret. Right. And then, you know, shame, you feel ashamed, and you know, and anxiety. Then anxiety mm-hmm. shows up. And anxiety is all crazy. Like, ah <laughs> yeah, it's got you running like a chicken with head cut off. Like you, you know, <laughs> out there and then you create more anxiety. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are the most three common. And mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, that I am on um, a mission to do is bring the monsters to life. I want people to be able to talk to monsters. Mm. So I was in New York City um, a few years ago and I went out to a happy hour and I was sitting next to this woman. And in New York City, everybody's just from all around the world. So you mm-hmm. always hear from why you're in, this, in a big hour, right? Right. And so she said, you know, I'm here, I'm doing a show on Broadway. And I was trying to figure out how to bring the monsters to life. Mm-hmm. And um, because I would go, I do a lot of workshops, empowerment workshops and everything. And I, and I have designs of the monsters and stuff. And I would bring them up like on the screen, or, but I needed them. I needed fear. I needed somebody to be able to talk to fear. I wanted them to confront their fear. I want them to confront their worry. I want them to confront doubt. And mm-hmm. so when I was talking to this person, I said, so what brings you to the big city. And she said, well, I'm here doing a show on Broadway. And I said, oh, really? What, what kind of show are you doing? She started saying about puppets. Mm-hmm. He's up a puppeteer and I'm, I'm doing a show with puppets. And I remember having a Oprah ah, ah, moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. I can mm-hmm. use puppets to bring the monsters to life. Yes. So I am now launching a new podcast and platform and YouTube channel called Monster Chicks and Skits. <laughs> and the chicks are me and the monster. Mm-hmm. And the skits are us. Really, the purpose of it is to make women look at ourselves, at our monsters in a funny, comical way, mm-hmm. but in a way that also reaches us. Right. 
using the art of storytelling and the art of comedy and the art of, of character and puppets and imagery. Yes, I love that. Yes, so I'm going to come back with, to Glow Up Girl yes. eventually with, with, with my chicks. I'm going to get to talk to fear and worry and doubt and hear them tell you why they do what they do. Yes. Is that I think a lot of people would like to know why they do what they do. Yes. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, are you hearing, and this is, I'm real. So I'm always talking about what's really happening around me right now. Mm-hmm. So I live right outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. And right now there is a massive storm about to start. Do you hear the thundering yet? You know, I heard a slight rumble a few seconds ago. Yeah. And yeah, I did. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So listen to that rumble because mm-hmm. that is the rumble. That's the roar. Remember that song that used to come out? I think Katy Perry said, hear me roar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roar. Um, listen to that roar as today's episode and podcast is about allowing this roar to speak to you to finally confront your monsters. Mm-hmm. And have that shit. Yes. Welcome back to the Globe Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra. Thanks again to LY for joining me today. We just had a little experience with, you know, technology and the weather. Nature and technology doesn't always mix, but nonetheless, it was an amazing conversation. LY's personal journey and how she has used that to inspire and encourage so many others is just amazing. So if you want to know more about LY, you can visit her website at lymarlow.com. Um, we'll also have it in the show notes here for you. So in all of her social and website links so that if you want to connect with her, you can. You are also hearing from one of the speakers who will be at Uvolution 2021. So if you got inspired by her today, You'll definitely want to make sure that you come back and join us on October 28th to hear her again, um, because she is awesome. Thank you to everyone for stopping in and spending some time with us today. If you want to follow Glow Up Girl on social, be sure you find us on Instagram. We are at Glow Up Girl. And then also you can find us on Facebook. We are Glow Up Girl ATL. Also, if you want to watch this episode, head over to YouTube. Just search for Glow Up Girl. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on a platform that allows for you to leave a review, we would love it if you would leave us a review. I mean, five stars are always welcome, friends. <laughs> so before I go, I'd like to leave you with a little glowspiration. Today's quote comes from Natalie Kamenichi. I don't run away from a challenge because I'm afraid. Instead, I run towards it because the only way to escape fear is to trample it beneath your foot. As always, thank you everyone for listening. Take care, stay focused, fab, and glow up.